0: Well, and like I said at the beginning, you know, this this is such an important uh, topic because, you know, especially for people who are just coming into sort of, you know, some of these integral stages, the integral journey is a journey that I think takes you to some really interesting places within yourself and sort of reveals the territories, the vast territories that exist between us and others. Yeah. And, you know, so one of the first questions I had when this conversation was coming up was, what do we mean exactly by deeper consciousness? Because, again, human beings, as we just talked about, are massively complex creatures with massively complex interiors, you know? I just mentioned, you know, sort of the 10,000 different sort of windows into reality that we have within us. And there's no guarantee that any given time we're coming from the deepest, most advanced, most evolved parts of ourselves. So I was really appreciative that in the beginning of your talk today, you started with sort of leading ourselves, right? Identifying the highest parts within ourselves so that they can sort of have a... They can regulate the other parts of ourselves that are maybe a little bit more reactive, a little bit you know, less mature, a little bit more prone to you know, hyperbolic responses and you know, argumentation and conflict and, and so forth. Because yeah. it's not necessarily clear to us without a real practice which part of us is speaking at, at any given time. Human beings are not monolithic. We can't say that someone is at an integral consciousness. No, we can't. Like, you know, it might mean that in certain moments, in certain contexts, there's a higher probability that they're firing, you know, on integral engine in a particular way. But that doesn't mean, like, when they, you know, if I get off this show and have an argument with my wife, it doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily always be coming from the deepest part of myself unless I have a practice, right? that I've internalized that's sort of reminding me, like, let's come from your highest self here, right? That old sort of Quaker practice. So I love that you began with that because I think very often um, we get attracted to integral ideas because we we have this intuition that like, okay, this, this can help me help others. This can help me bring a little bit more uh, subtlety and depth and nuance and, you know, hopefully reduce suffering in the world. And, you know, I want to take this sort of thing that I feel inside of me, and I want to bring it out into the world, and I want it to help the world. I want want to help contribute to the reduction of suffering. And I think oftentimes when we do that, we skip that really, really critical step of having that basic sort of intrapersonal humility to kind of take inventory of where we might be at any given moment knowing that sometimes I'm firing on all cylinders. Sometimes I'm only firing on one or two cylinders. You know, and it's not always clear sort of where I am until afterwards when I'm looking back and like, oh, geez, I was a real asshole back then, wasn't I? You know, and I think that's the challenge. So I think, you know, with deeper consciousness, meaning the highest capacities within ourselves that we may or may not be firing on at all times, but simply reminding ourselves and allowing whatever those highest capacities are. Maybe it's our cognitive capacity, which is informing our interpersonal behavior. Maybe it's informing our ethical sort of, you know, approach to the world. Maybe it's informing how we morally sort of, you know, respond to different kinds of challenge and so forth. But really, you know, allowing those higher intelligences to guide the Still evolving intelligence is Look, let's
1: do a huge a, piece of this. Let's do a practice. So, first of all, two things. One. One great thing about being a, a person, human, is that when I, when everything else is equal, you know, there's enough food and water and shelter and stuff. People generally like to, to care for each other, share with each other, and be fair with each other. Mm-hmm. We generally like to do that. So we're hardwired for that when everything else is is pretty safe, which is nice to know. The second thing is probably around four years old, our brain integrates to, uh, even though it's not fully mature, our consciousness gets to a place where we can feel really deep universal wisdom. And and you'll hear little four and five-year-olds say wise stuff. I've said this before. So I think there's a wise self that's there, that, that grows or is inhibited depending upon culture. Thirdly, we're now in a culture Each successive generation in the last five generations has gotten more and more individualistic to the point that we're all socially isolated, but we all have a lot of room to be ourselves, meaning we have room to have ourselves be our ultimate authority around what our moral authority is, what's right and what's beautiful, good and true. Mm -hmm. And we have a felt understanding we want other people to be true to their deepest truths also. There haven't been cultures like this historically. You know, you, do, you get too different, as Jung said. You get too, and he called it inflated. You get too inflated for the cultural repeater piece. So let's do a practice. Here is a practice that can help us anchor ourselves again and again and again and again Love in that. our best self, our wise self. Yeah. And here's the practice. I think we did it one other time, but I want to do it again now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I want everybody, including you and me, Corey, to remember a time when we were our best self. A real time, you know, like where you you can see where you're standing and you're sitting and and what your expression is and how you're feeling and and you're being by your opinion the absolute best Corey. I'm being my absolute best Keith. I'm I'm my best self. You know, the, the the one that I think is the you know, the wisest, deepest, lovingest, most beautiful, good and true self. Okay you got one? Yeah, I've, got, I've actually got a
0: couple, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I want you to think of three or four or five adjectives that describe that Corey. And you know, write them down when you think about them if you, if, unless you can remember them, okay? Three or four, what are the adjectives that describes that guy, that best self? I'm gonna go with patient patient i'm
0: going to go with engaged engaged or maybe present would be would be even better
1: patient present
0: confident humility
1: patient again is one present confident humble okay so you know look at me and tell me and feel these as you say i am patience i am presence i am confidence i am humility I am patient, I am present, I am confident, I am humble. And how do you feel as you do that? It feels
0: like I am tapping into something that is more universal than just my sort of um, incarnation of that quality. You know what I mean? It feels more stable, less like a temporary state. That I can, you know, maybe tap into and more like this sort of ever-present source that's available.
1: I can draw on these qualities when I need to. Yeah, I learned this from Daniel P. Brown. Daniel P. Brown did this, this extended interview with Terry um, when Terry was alive. Terry Patton? Yeah, Terry Patton. Mm-hmm. When Terry was alive. I still do three or four practices that I learned. And I listened to that lecture, that talk, it was a download. I listen to it maybe 25 times, 30 times, and I do this practice all the time. You know, I have my words. Mine are, I am love, I am joy, I am wisdom, I am humor, I am courage. Those are mine, okay? And so throughout the day, you know, if I get a little bit off, I'll go, all right, I am love, I am joy, and I cultivate the feeling of those things, brings me back to that center, and your intuition about it, I think, was 100% right on. To me, it feels like a centering and an opening. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I do that, I'm not alone anymore. You know, there's something else with me. And when I'm in that state, it tends to be relatively natural to have compassion and understanding for everybody. It doesn't require much effort. That's a practice that you can do all day long.